This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at stdave.org. We have been awash in remembrance here at St. David's over the last year. For a full year, we closed down historic church so it could be renovated, and the building committee kept us updated on these things that they discovered that were true about this church long ago. First, they discovered these colors, which were the way it was painted in, in 1890. They also discovered this beautiful mosaic tile at the bottom of the steps in the back of the church, which we were able to restore. They were able to remember, remember the painted church version, which is in this little side chapel. And the one I don't think we told you about, it's the strangest thing. They discovered up inside the sanctuary, inside the rail, on the right side behind the plaque. When they took the plaque off so that they could do the repairs, there was a wood burning fireplace up there. We have no idea why there was a wood burning fireplace inside the sanctuary, but I can tell you our imagination came up with a lot of answers. <laughs> Amazing stuff. So while that was going on, we have also spent the last year thinking about our 175th anniversary as a congregation. We had dozens of volunteers spending hundreds of hours pouring through, pouring through old newsletters and vestry minutes and newspaper reports and all the things about the life of this church, learning amazing things about the history of this congregation, learning things that were a little embarrassing and learning things that were kind of heartbreakingly true. All of that, part of this process as we dug around learning about all those people who built this church from the start. So then, of course, this week we've celebrated all saints and all souls. All saints meaning those giants of the faith who have led us all into some deeper understanding of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus in the world. But also all souls. Those, all the people who have ever believed in Jesus who have gone on to the greater life. Meanwhile, we had in our lobby for a couple of weeks an altar, a Dios de los Muertos altar, where we got really specific. And you could see photographs of very particular people and think about their role in the lives of the person who put the picture there. So this sort of this whole thing where we're thinking about the past and we're thinking about the people in our lives that lead us into this life of faith. And then we heard this reading out of the book of Revelation today, which is this strange vision that John is having about, and he has this vision of this culminating time where it's a crowd too large to number. And they're all standing in robes of beautiful white. And the, his guide tells him that these are those who have come out of the great tribulation. And that they will be standing before the throne of God where there'll be no sorrow, no sadness, no pain, no suffering. So the text of all saints invite us to think about the past and then point us to this time, this culminating time when everything will be brought to its fruition. And then, to make it even more fun, today, we're going to baptize some babies, which is the best thing ever, right? <laughs> we're going to baptize babies. We're going to bring brand new people into this long story that we have been thinking about. And to, in the words of the collect that we heard prayed for today, and to be knit together into one great fellowship, 
It's a prayer that God will knit together one great fellowship. And so I'm thinking about all these people. I'm thinking about the disciples who loved Jesus first and then how they passed that on to people and they passed it on to people. I'm thinking about people that built this church. I'm thinking about those people in your life and mine that lead us to this moment. And I can't think about that without wanting to tell you about my grandmother, Frances. So you're just going to have to bear with me. I want to tell you about Francis. My grandmother, Francis, and my grandfather, Papa. My father was an only child, and so we were their only family. So we spent a lot of time with Francis and Papa. We moved around a lot as a child, so we would move a year or so later. They would come along behind and bring their business or whatever they were doing, all the way to the point where I, when I was in college, they moved to the town where I was in college, where my father was a pastor. My mother worked for the university, and Francis became the dorm mom in my fraternity house. <laughs> so she became the grandmother to a whole lot of fellows. She was a magical grandmother. She was that grandmother with a twinkle in her eye and always some wonderful thing to do. I remember as a young child, I was eight, nine, ten years old, whatever, we went to their house in Georgia and they had gotten a new piece of furniture about which she was quite proud. It was a depression era pie safe. So she showed it to us, and being a ravenous nine-year-old boy, I immediately went, opened the doors, and was deeply disturbed to discover there were no pies in the pie safe. So I asked about the pies, and they laughed about that, but you know what happened the next time we went to her house. She told me to go open the doors of the pie safe, and there were two delicious pies. And pretty much every time we went to see her for a while, there were pies in the pie safe. She was that grandmother. Now fast forward again back to when I was in college. My grandfather had a terrible stroke and was confined to a nursing home. And so they decided to move Francis to Georgetown with us and then put Pop in a nursing home close by. So Francis spent the majority of the daylight hours for months and months and months in my grandfather's room. And she was quite the seamstress, Francis. She did all the sewing in the family and she was a knitter and a crocheter and all those works, you know, all that kind of work. And she told me, I'm going to make you an Afghan in your fraternity colors. Every 19-year-old boy wants an Afghan <laughs> in their fraternity colors. So I said, sure, that'll be great, Francis. So she went to the nursing home day after day. She began to knit this Afghan. And months and months go by, and she finally presents it to me as a gift, and I want to show it to you. She presents it to me as a gift. And she said, these are your fraternity colors. And I didn't, don't think I even knew that before I got this. <laughs> and she said, I hope you like it as much as I enjoyed making it. She said, because what happened while I was knitting this is that every stitch ended up being a memory. Every stitch was a memory of where your pop and I had lived long before your dad was born, how we met, our first date our first argument, when your father was born, our life with him as a child, the, the stores that your grandfather owned and the work that I did to help and all the things that I've sewn, all the things that I've knitted, all the way to your father playing football and being horribly injured and us fretting over all of that. And then eventually, you got knitted in here too. You came along and your sisters came along and stories about your life. It became this 
this prayer, she said. A prayer of thanksgiving and a prayer of sadness. All the things, the happy things and the sad things, the loss and the grief and the frustrations and the beauty and the joy. So I hope, hope you enjoy it. Well, Frances was pretty aged by then, and she sat in my grandfather's room for a very long time. (laughs) I think this is the biggest Afghan in the world. So this is a very important thing in our family. It's big enough for everyone to sit under it, no matter what chair you're in, in the house. (laughs) We have wrapped our boys when they were babies up in it, and Caroline when she was little, and now we'll fight over who gets to sit under it. Come to our house when it's winter, you'll find it there, and you can sit under it too. You know, and we have begun to knit our own stories into this our own life, our own things that are beautiful, our own things that are heartbreaking, and our own things that we're afraid of. Our life of faith knit together all into this. This feels to me like what we do on all saints. It feels like what we've been up to as a congregation for the last year in particular. We've been knitting our own Afghan, trying to learn as much as we can about all those stories, all those people all the places they've been and all the work that they did to make this place what it is. And we try to remember the beautiful things that we're proud of. And we even try to honestly remember the things that embarrass a bit and even the things that are heartbreaking. Because that's what truth looks like. And that's what a communion of saints looks like. And so I think the invitation now is for us to think about our place in this. And to put a particularly fine point on it, you got some mail from us this week asking you to personally consider how are you knit together into this one fellowship at St. David's? Because this thing I know, this did not happen until one person picked up actual needles and actual yarn and actually sat in her sadness and her grief in her remembrance in my grandfather's room and began to knit. This church did not happen until somebody decided it needed to be here. Somebody decided to bring their resources to the table because they wanted to do something that mattered. They wanted to knit together a community of believers who could testify to the love of Jesus through good times and hard. And the work that God is calling us to do at St. David's in 2024 and the years to come will not happen until you pick up the needle and get a pile of yarn. Get out a pen and actually write a check. Show up as a volunteer. Add this to your prayers until you become part of the group that are knitting together this one fellowship for the love of Jesus. We'll do it together in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.
You can find more lectures and sermons on iTunes by searching for St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas, or visit our website at stdave.org and click on the podcast button.